Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from Reading, Massachusetts. I did a little bit of an instrumental intro today. Uh, For those of you wondering, trying to bust out that Shazam, Uh, it was a little Hotel California. Kind of appropriate because we're uh, currently on our way to the airport to fly back to California. Road's a little bumpy over here on the East Coast, so you know uh, we might be uh, might might be hearing a little turbulence on on this guy. But you know that's what happens when you got snow and a little bit of potholes. Uh, so on today's podcast, first of all, apology to the loyal, the most loyal of listeners, who uh, of course know that we didn't have a podcast on Friday. Um, you know, Labor Day weekend, uh, holiday weekend, so. You know, it's tough. Sometimes you gotta gotta take the day off. Uh, can't be doing too much laboring on Labor Day weekend, so we earned it. Uh, but anyway, I have a very special guest, uh, huge fan of the program, uh, and a, a wise, wise wizard. Uh, he is Dr. K, uh, a fellow uh, practitioner, and uh, today we are. Uh, he is my fantasy football expert. And we're going to uh, discuss fantasy. So, uh, Do- Dr. K, how's it going? Pleasure to be with you, Jack. Dr. Waterwood Lemon. Thank you very much for having me. Going you're, w- good. you're welcome. You're welcome. So, uh, just to give the fans a little bit of history. From what I understand, you've been doing fantasy football so long that you, uh, you fill out your scores on pieces of paper and like mail it in or something. Tell us about the old days. That's correct. The first year it had to be done by hand. Our commissioner, Rich Dunster, ran everything. All done by hand, nothing online. And we've been doing it probably close to uh, 20 years, I would say. Same league, 10-team league. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, how do you feel about the the new wave of fantasy football is it kind of like when you listen to a band from like way back in the day and you see them at a tiny venue and nobody's ever heard of them then all of a sudden they hit the scene and there's a million people trying to get tickets and you're like listen i I listened to these guys 20 years ago is it something like that or are you excited about it i'm excited about it because it crosses generations now i have uh, younger nephews that are in different leagues it's a common point of uh of conversation, so I like I like it. I like that everybody's doing it. Interesting. That's good. Grow, grow, grow the game. I guess right. That's correct. Yeah. Alrighty. So we're gonna we'll we'll start right off the bat with uh we're gonna get straight to the good stuff. What everybody's wondering. Uh, you know, everybody talks about sleepers. Um, and it can be it can be tough to call. I feel like a lot of times sleepers you want to people tend to lean towards their hometown teams. Um, just because, you know, it's tough to, to get a full understanding of teams throughout uh, the course of the league fully. Um, but I wanted to inquire to you in regards to yours, if you have any sleepers for this year. Well, yeah, one that I like. I don't get myself towards the hometown team because the Patriots spread the ball around a lot. But I like um, the rookie Sterling Shepard on the um, Giants who could be a good uh, late-round pick. What, what position? He's a wide receiver. He plays opposite, opposite Odell Beckham, but um, I've heard a lot of good stuff about him. So you think with uh, the, the coverage and focus that Odell will draw, it will open some things up on the backside? I do, and I think Eli will be throwing the ball a lot, and uh, this guy will be getting a lot of receptions probably later in the year. 
Yeah, he was throwing the ball a lot last year as well, correct? That's correct. Eli's a good fantasy quarterback. Don't like him in the Super Bowls, though. Same. Bastard. Alrighty. Um, do you have uh, any additional sleepers or any any anybody we should be on the prowl for? Well, I think, you know, even though Arian Foster is starting for uh, Miami, he gets hurt a lot. And uh, I forget his first name, but Ajay, as the uh, backup running back there, could become the number one guy in a matter of a few weeks because Foster, like I said, has been hurt quite a bit over the last few years. So maybe not a sleeper, but I think a decent uh, pick to have. Yeah, he's a guy with a lot of tread on the tires. Yep. It's also uh, Willie Sneed. He's a... uh, I believe he's with the um, Saints, another uh, wide receiver. I like him, too, because Breeze throws the ball a lot. I've been reading good stuff about him. The only problem with the Saint, with Saints guys, though, is their, uh, their feast or famine, I feel like, because some he seems like Breeze can pick a favorite target each week, but you don't know who it's going to be sometimes. That's true. He spreads the ball around. He also They also signed Fleener this year at the... Uh, tight end who might do some uh, damage for you as well as a late round pick. Former Stanford grad that played with the Colts? That's correct. Former teammate of Andrew Luck, both at Stanford and with the Colts. Exactly, baby. All right. Now, in terms of uh, scoring, I know there's a lot of, you know, there's many different ways to score in different leagues and different systems. Um, I would say the most popular alternative to, to your standard scoring that's that's uh, manifested over the past couple of years is uh, PPR leagues, points per reception. Uh, I'm not really about that life, uh, and I just wanted to get your, your stance on it. I would agree with you. It is the most popular form of scoring, but our league is so old, we actually created our own scoring system years ago, and we do not do PPR. Our league is quarterback heavy. Our league, these football players, the men got to be men. If a running back doesn't get 60 yards, he gets no points. If he gets 59 yards, it's a zippo. Same thing with a wide receiver. They need a minimum of 60 yards to start getting points. Quarterback needs a minimum of 250 to start getting points and a tight end 50. So we make them earn everything. I like that. It's tough. That's that's some some old school like leather on the head type smash mouth football right there. Um, I guess uh, the only other thing I should uh, I, I wanted to cover is uh, I feel like going into each season, uh, you know, some positions are, are heavier than others. Where you know maybe you know there's only two standout quarterbacks, so you want to go after them early and otherwise stay away from the rest. What, uh, what position do you think is, uh, is flooded, where there's just a ton of talent? And what po- and which positions do you think are, are scarce for the most part? Well, this year seems to be the year of the wide receiver. There, a lot of wide receivers are going in the, uh, in the first round, like Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, just to name uh, three or four of them. Wide receivers are pretty deep. And they don't get hurt as much as running backs. And then running backs are getting tougher and tougher with the uh, running back by committee. So you don't know who to pick. Some teams use two or three. Some teams might use the guy the whole game. Then um, 
the second guy gets all the you know the uh, touchdowns when they're inside the uh, red zone. So I'm I'm a wide receiver guy this year. Interesting, interesting. Okay, now who who would you say if you had to guess who's going to have the best year at wide receiver and who do you think is the best running back in the draft? So I would say Antonio Brown is, would be the um, best have the best year at wide receiver, and I'm hoping my number one pick. Adrian Peterson is the uh, best running back in the in the draft this year. Interesting, I like that. Um, and now, one one last question here, or I, it's kind of a two part question. The only question that matters. Uh, so we got TB out the first four games. For those of you who are just live live under a rock, TB is Tom Brady. Uh, he's suspended for the first four games because of a, of a, of a witch hunt. And uh, we, we're not going to get into that right now. But where where do you think uh, Brady should fall within the draft? What would your strategy be behind drafting Tom Brady? And how do you think Tom Brady... It, how do you think Tom Brady's suspension, if at all, affects the draft stock of Robert Gronkowski? I don't think I think Brady will go like in the mid round. Somebody'll take a shot at him at the fifth or sixth round um, because it's a lot to give up four weeks at quarterback. I don't think it's gonna affect Gronk that much because the great players, no matter who they play with, always rise to the occasion. Randy Moss had a great year when Brady was out with uh, with Sam with uh, with uh, Matt Castle. And just the great ones just seem to do well no matter who the QB is. DeAndre Hopkins, he had four quarterbacks throw to him last year, and he had one and he had one of the best years ever for any uh, wide receiver. So I don't think it'll affect him a lot. Interesting, interesting. Alrighty. Well, that that's all I got for you. Uh, if, do you have do you have anything for me? All right. I have a little fun fact that if you. Look at the uh, videotapes of the uh, preseason. You'll see that Tom Brady was the only guy that did not have the NFL shield on his helmet. Really? We don't know what's going on, but uh, if you look at all the helmets, he's the only one that was missing that little uh, symbol taped on there. Maybe a form of protest. I'm about to rip the NFL logo off of every piece of merchandise I own. So that's good to know. I'm on that. I'm on that train. And uh, we're uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jam out. So uh, I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. And uh, I will talk to y'all on the flip side. Want to thank my uh, my guest, Dr. K, and uh, the the tech support team up front playing the tunes, operating the vehicle, and uh, everybody out here it was good to see you. So uh, have a good one. Now the turn-